podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. You'll know then that we're on our Christmas journey. You may notice this wonderful tree at the side of me. Um, And of course, I'm sure a lot of you, if not all of you, have got your decorations up. Uh, It's been difficult to hold back this year for for various reasons. Um, But we're in our second week of Advent. And of course, now it's December. Um, And incredibly, which is also quite rare, I think, we've, we've had a little bit of snow this week in some places, which is quite exciting. Last week, if you remember, we saw Mary, a young Jewish girl, receive a visit from the angel Gabriel to say to her that she was favoured and she was looking then to be the mother of the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, that God was going to work a miracle through her. Mary, as we know, as we read the word, was a, a virgin. And of course, that implication then of what would have ensued as she was carrying a child would have brought about so much difficulty, as we said last week, so much heartache, so much strife in those moments. Not all in the sense of what we saw and what we read, not all of it would have looked like a blessing from the outset. It would have been a very difficult time for her. The accusations, the finger pointing, the disgrace, if you like, that would have followed Mary around. But Mary, if you remember, she simply replied, she said, I am the Lord's servant. And that just showed us that servant heart, didn't it? We're going to pick up the story this week, almost nine months after this account that we saw last week. Between this time, though, Mary has gone off to see her relative, Elizabeth, who also, if you remember from the story last week, is with child. Um, John the Baptist is indeed inside of her, and we know, don't we, that that doesn't uh, tell us his denominational stance, but rather he was John who was going to baptise people, who was going to prepare the way for the coming Messiah. And Mary here co- goes along to see Elizabeth in these moments between where we were last week and where we're going to be this week. Also, Joseph's Mary's fiance has been told by the angel Gabriel, don't panic Joseph, everything that you're going to be told, everything that you've seen is true. Mary is going to have a child, it's going to be God's son. Don't panic Joseph, just trust, have faith. They were hard moments for Joseph, hey? They were tough times and the angel just tried to bring that calm and that assurance and that peace into what would have, again, as we've already said, been very difficult times. So now then, back together, we are in Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. Remember, Joseph has been told that Jesus will save his people from their sins. And you see that in Matthew chapter 1, verse 19 through 21. And here then, as we pick the, the story back up, Joseph is showing that maturity, that understanding, that peace in the moment as we start to see now 
what's about to happen. So let's read Luke chapter 2. I've got my Bible with me in front of me. Uh, it's the NIV version. Um, so Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. And this is a story you'll know well, and we're, uh, on the most part, I would think, going to miss the nativities at school this year, uh, maybe even those at church, because of the times that we're in. But this will just give us that nice, fresh reminder. Listen to this. It says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. Those words you've got to read fast and confident, um, else otherwise you trip up. Anyway, uh, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. That's difficult. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And as always, we pray that the Lord would indeed bless the reading of his word. So the Caesar at the time, Augustus, issued a decree that every family must return to their house and line in order to be counted for a census. Joseph, as we've said, was of the house and the line of David. So they needed re uh, to return to Bethlehem in Judea. And Bethlehem is the town of David. The line of Jesus, as we look through scripture, um, and perhaps you're interested in genealogies, it's worth a look. The line of Jesus can trace through from David and uh, from David, sorry, from Mary and Joseph. And it's worth a look, as I say, if you're uh, into that sort of stuff. Joseph was an amazingly upright man. We know the difficulty we can try and piece it together, how hard it would have been for him in these moments. But we can also uh, deduce from what we see that it was a really, uh, he was a guy who would have been completely upright. He would have listened to what the angel said to him. He would have taken heed to what Mary said to him and would have trusted that everything that was being told to him was right. He was certainly um, a, a guy who had incredible spiritual maturity you can imagine all they enjoyed even to uh, endured sorry even to this point it was hard it was not an easy situation because they were pledged to be married so they had not yet united as one flesh and you could see that this was tough because mary of course as we know is with child and it's fair i think to be able to compare joseph we see here as, as the, uh, the legal father, um, uh, earthly father of, of Jesus, we can compare him with Joseph of the Old Testament. They have quite a few things in common, actually. Both had fathers named Jacob. Um, both showed amazing maturity, um, although young and in, I guess, desperate situations, very different, but nevertheless, both desperate situations. Both uh, received visions from God. And Joseph of the Old Testament was a, a type of Christ, a foreshadowing, if you like, of the coming Messiah. 
And the Joseph we see here, as we've said, is going to be Jesus' legal guardian on earth. So there's some comparisons to be drawn. And Joseph shouldn't just be somebody who's just part of the story in the sense that you just read over it. But rather we should understand how upright this guy was and, and how, too, he'd been selected for this very role. Why have I referenced all that? where you think, what was the point? Now, let me just say this. Let's bring it to 2020. Tough year, I know. But let's just bring it to, to these moments that we live in now. And the difficulty that all of this would uh, bring about. Um, I can't think for a second that in the story that we've read, the account that we've read today, that Joseph was in a very good place with Mary. Now, <laughs> wait with me a second. Think about it. Joseph is, has said to Mary, look, we've had a, a decree issued by Caesar, by Augustus. We've got to go to my town, the town of David, to be counted for a census. Straight off the bat, Mary's going to be like, well, that's inconvenient. I'm pregnant. The last thing I want to be doing is travelling to another place. Certainly, I mean, when uh, when my wife Lolly was pregnant and we got in the car to go to the hospital, speed bumps, as I'm told, felt like valleys and mountains. And and the apparently the <laughs> just the impact of driving was horrendous. Now you think about this in this moment then that Mary is on mule back. She is on the back of a mule and she is being, I guess, in these moments, dragged from pillar to post, being taken to a place that she didn't in this moment, I'm sure, really want to go. And Joseph would have been walking in front of the, the donkey, leading the way, and he would have had all of what you'd expect he would have. Don't think these people aren't human. They absolutely are. This would not have been a particularly nice time. It would have been exhausting. Mary would have been absolutely in agony. They would have had to stop, remember, every 30 seconds because she needed the loo. You know the, the, the practicality of what's going on here and the impracticality of what's going on here. It's tough. And because of that, because of all that's going off, they get to a place where they find themselves in a bit of an issue. Um, well, think about it again. We have the luxury today, back in 2020, of using a smartphone. And, and I may have, I have the app, you may have the app, um, of Booking.com, you know the one. Uh, there are other booking um, travel agent thingies available just in case I was advertising, I'm not sure. Um, but also, um, maybe even laterooms.com, there's another one. Um, there, there wasn't that sort of stuff available. We couldn't jump on and get a room booked ahead of time. They could only get somewhere once they got there. And getting there with a eight-stroke, nine-month pregnant woman would be very, very, very difficult. And poor old Joseph... I can feel his pain in these moments, can't you? I'm starting to sweat about how difficult it would have been. The pressure was rising. It's a tough moment. The, the word records for us that they obviously arrive late. And you say, Matt, how do you know that? Well, straight off the bat, we know that there was no room for them. So naturally then, as they arrive into this town of David, they take themselves around the place, knocking on the doors, going, is there any room? 
please. I mean, I'd have booked ahead, but you, apparently your website's down. Whatever the reasons are, I have not got a booking anywhere. The town is bursting at the seams. Everybody is doing what the decree has issued and everybody's got there. And Joseph and Mary are the last to arrive. Mary's about to give birth. The only space that's available is a place where the animals were living, a place where the animals were tied up. And, and in our minds, it's a stable. But the reality is in this place at this time, it was more than likely a cave, dark, dirty, stinking cave. And we have this image, don't we, of this stable scene. It, it, it's cosy, it's warm, there's fresh hay everywhere. All the animals are doing as they're told and they're all just sort of nicely there. And we paint a picture, it's almost quaint, isn't it? It, it looks so lovely. The reality is it would have been horrendous. Can you imagine um, those mums out there in those moments when you are giving birth or gave birth to your child that, that actually you're in a place where there is no doctor, there is no midwife, there are no clean towels, there's nothing clean anywhere, nothing is sanitised and you are giving birth to your child and you have got to place your newborn baby into an animal feeding trough. You see what I mean about how we paint a picture, but the reality is so much more different than that. It is a harsh reality. There was no room anywhere. So they found themselves with the animals and Mary has to give birth without pain relief, without a birthing pool, without all the things that we're able to have access to today. And she is in a miserable place, seemingly, completely and utterly on the outskirts, not allowed, no space, we've not got room for you, your husband to be, or the baby that's inside of you. Well, there's an absolute lesson for us here. The first one that I thought of is don't be late. I mean, I don't know, don't be late, <sighs> nightmare. Have you ever turned up late somewhere and realised that you may have just missed your reservation or perhaps you didn't book a reservation, it's like, no, there's no room for you. Very awkward moments, don't be late. Uh, but also, the saviour of the world, the promised Messiah, the King of Kings, remember the word records for us, he's Emmanuel, God with us was welcomed with, there's no room here for you. That was the welcome that the coming Messiah got. There is no room here for you. Can you even imagine? But when I've thought about this, the reality is, that not much has changed, has it? Not much has changed. You see, because we live in a world now where there isn't much room for the Messiah. People don't want to give space to the Saviour. A young girl once recited John 3.16 wrongly. She said, For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only forgotten son. Now we know the word is his only begotten son. But how true in those mistake, that moment of mistake, is that the case? That people have forgotten, that the world doesn't want to know that there is a saviour who has been given for you and for me. That if we put our faith and our trust in him, that we will have life. That God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to be born as a man. To be born in a dirty, horrible, stinking stable. There was no room for him. But God sent his son. God came in flesh in order that we might have life, that we might have a saviour, a redeemer. People don't have room for Jesus and that is a tragedy beyond all of us. Jesus came to bring forgiveness and life. To, to those that are lost. He came to set us free from sin and from the curse of sin and death. But we have to make room for him. This Christmas time, we have to welcome him in. We have to make room and we have to welcome him in. We can also learn, though, from the don't be late. We can learn from the don't be late lesson. Christian, we shouldn't be late in bringing our sorry for the wrongs that we do. We also shouldn't be late in bringing our prayers and our requests and our thanksgiving to a God who is ready and waiting to hear. The word tells us that he is attentive his ear is turned to us. He is waiting for us to call out to him. Let's make sure in our moments of struggle, in our moments of fear, our moments of doubt and of worry, that we're not knocking on every single other door that we can possibly find, trying to find relief, trying to find comfort, desperately knocking, searching in those moments Let's come to the source, a place where we can find the relief that we're after. Let's get ourselves to the only place where we will find the peace and the comfort that we so desperately need. And that place is at our Saviour's feet. That is a place where we'll find the comfort and the rest. That is the place where we will find the peace that passes all understanding. Matthew 11 and verse 28, Jesus says to those that are with him, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. He says, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. This is the perfect verse, isn't it? To go with this wonderful account that we see for us in Luke chapter two. Church, the Saviour has been born. Who will come looking for him? Who will search him out? Will that be you today? Are you looking for the Saviour? Are you looking to find that comfort and that relief? Are you looking to find forgiveness for the sin in your life? Then look no further than the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the place that we need to go. And next week, God willing, we'll find out who came looking first. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for all that it has brought to us today. And we just ask, Lord, that you would just speak into our hearts, that you'd let the word settle, that, Father, that we might just understand that you love us, that you sent your very best for us in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we just pray, Lord, that you would help us to find room this Christmas time. Father, you would help those that don't yet know you as their own personal Lord and Saviour, that, Father, they might look for you, they might search you out, and they might find room for you. Father, help us too not to be late in bringing the things that need so desperately to be brought to you. Help us, Lord, to bring them to you immediately, not to go looking or knocking on any other door, but to come to the very source to our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Father, we just thank you for your blessing. Just be with us, comfort us, strengthen us, Father, all those that aren't well at this time. Just, Father, bring your hand of restoration on them. Just bring peace and comfort to those around about them. Lord, bless us, we ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.